welcome to the Eat, Sleep, Chelsea Repeat pod. On today's pod, we review an embarrassing defeat to Arsenal at the Emirates. We put on our winter jackets and step into the depths of the freezer. We look ahead to our trip to the South Coast versus Bournemouth. And our own Alexander Armstrong Brady has got another Chelsea quiz for us. Isn't that the pointless guy? <laughs> that's, yeah, that's the pointless guy. It's pretty yeah. apt, mate. We can't win any points. Pointless and it's pointless reviewing things because it's terrible. <laughs> pointless watching, yeah. pointless reviewing things. Yeah. Point, pointless in <laughs> our last four. I don't know if you did that on purpose, mate. That was pretty apt from you. Well Lots of pointless jokes. It's all, it's all, it's all deliberate. It's all deliberate. Um, I'm Chris, and we're back with the full, the full lineup. So, the welcome full back, crew. Craig. Full Thank crew. you very much. Thank you. Yeah, good to have you back, mate. We, uh, we missed you dearly last time. Oh, it's fantastic to be back. Fantastic to be back. Yeah, sure is. And Brady, you've been invited back too. Oh, thank you, mate. <laughs> <laughs> you guys did a good job, actually, last week while I was away. Thank you. Appreciate that. We got, yeah, we got into some specifics. So, yeah. on the, well, Poch hasn't been announced yet. We spent a lot of time talking about him. Yeah, still waiting. Still, uh, still waiting for that. But with uh, plenty of good football to enjoy in the meantime. So. Exactly. Well, that's it. And there was some fantastic football on display yesterday um, at the Emirates. Not by us. So well done, well done to Arsenal. <laughs> um, but we, we were very poor. Um, 45% possession, four shots on target, seven. Um, Arsenal actually had nine shots on target um, for, against us, which is not fantastic. Uh, we lost the game comfortably um, within the first 34 minutes. So we're 3-0 down, and then um, I guess the some honour in the fact that it didn't get worse, potentially. But uh, full-time 3-1, rated um, expected goals of 0.8, roughly, and Arsenal's expected goals was 2.1. Brutal. Um, how did we see it go down at the Emirates last night? Well, firstly, I just want to give a quick shout-out to the away fans, who I thought were absolutely fantastic yesterday. Um, despite one of the worst first half performances we've seen. I mean, I, I guess we keep saying that every week, but I mean, it really was absolutely tragic the first half for us yesterday. And yeah, I just, it, I don't, I don't think it's really going to get any better over the next um, few games. So, uh, and the rest of the season as, as we're sort of seeing it out or I don't know, it's sort of evaporating and the quicker, the better, I guess. Yeah, shout out to the away fans. I thought it was some uh, really good effort, made some good noise, and uh, really enjoyed some some of the chants. I think the one about Arsenal. We're having a party. <laughs> <laughs> when Arsenal stuffed it up, we'll say. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, that was uh, enjoyable. Good effort. What do you think, Brady? I mean, last week we lost the game an hour before kickoff and. This week we lost it thirty minutes after kickoff, so you know I see improvement there. Maybe if against Bournemouth, we'll you know only be two 0 down with fifteen minutes to go. Now all jokes aside, the team selection got us a bit hyped up. I think kind of a false hype. I think we just got stars in our eyes when we actually saw a striker on the pitch. He started Madueke, but it was this, it was a different formation. He went back to the Wolves four three three, and it was you know it was it, it is what it is under Lampard. There's no pressing. Uh, the pressing's erratic and bitty. He pushed Kante into a basically a not a false nine, but an advanced eight into a four 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 two shape. It was just a mess. And then I think for the first ten minutes, Arsenal were they weren't nervous, but they were a bit a bit wary of us because they, they think they paid us a little bit of respect. But as soon as they worked out that oh hang on, we're playing a a relegation team here, they just battered us. They battered us for half an hour, and then they took and they they took the handbrake off. I'll say one thing about yesterday. We were quite lucky it wasn't 6-7 because they could have battered us. And I know the second half was an improvement. It was an improvement because they let us improve. They made changes. They even made changes before the match. I can't, I don't, I can't remember the, the lad's name, the Polish international, but they played a player that hadn't played all season at centre-back. They put Jorginho, put Jorginho in there, Jorginho, and I thought he had a great game. And I think he had a point to prove Jorginho, and he had a really, really good game. And they, 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 they didn't even start Martinelli, their top scorer this season in the league. Um, they rotated and they still battered us. And just we're just hopeless. And it gets worse every game. We just need the season to end quickly. And that's that. 
I don't really... We can analyse the tactics, of course, but the players are just in a terrible... Ben Shearwell said it himself. The players are in a deep hole and they're not going to get out of it until a manager pulls them out of it. So that's that for me. Uh, I wouldn't say Arsenal rotated yesterday. I thought that they... Uh... But I mean, I don't think you'd see them dropping Martinelli in a huge game, for instance. Well, uh, I think they haven't won a game in four games, right? I think three yeah. draws and a loss coming into the game. So I think Trossard's had really good impact for them off the bench. The uh, the guy holding that's come in for Saliba has been dreadful, which is why Kiwior started. And then Party's also been really poor for them last two games. So I think they, they just have shown the depth of their squad. You know, Jorginho for Party's fine. I think, um, I, I think I'm alluding to, I think Arsenal were in third, fourth gear yesterday. I don't think they had to try very hard. After they were three nil, after they were three nil up, sure. But I think in the first half hour, they, Brentford last week, Brentford did not have to play well to beat us. Yeah, they're working like dogs first first thirty minutes though, and I thought you saw the easy, It's very easy for Chelsea to be beaten at the moment. It doesn't take much. No, Look, yeah, absolutely. But I think the the intensity of their press in the first thirty minutes was absolutely outstanding. Arsenal. I mean, after Enzo had a, a very you know, long shot from like 29 yards, I think. But um, after that shot in the first minute, we had one shot um, before the before the goal from Madueke, and which was in the 65th minute. And the shot that we did have was actually a really, really good chance for Chilwell. Yeah. When Kante put him through, um, but which he probably should have scored. But, you know, one shot in, what, an a- half an hour? Sorry, an hour, basically. I mean, that's... That's that's very very poor. Well, I think you can see the tactical issues really in, in the team. You you can't play a formation like this, and Lampard's done it a few times now. Real Madrid, Brentford, you're offering no attacking threat whatsoever to to counter or play fast. Um, and I know he alluded to actually a little bit of this post game as it wasn't the strategy to play as as patiently as we did yesterday. Um, and the players just I think were a bit shy or. You know, didn't didn't want to play the balls that, that they maybe were asked to play, um, or didn't have the confidence to do that maybe. But yeah, I mean, we uh, we offer absolutely no threat. You can't expect to just defend for for ninety minutes, offer no threat in possession at all, and just the other team just not score or not create good chances. I mean, it's just unrealistic to expect um, to to be able to hold out like that, and especially when you know Aubameyang's your lone striker, you're leaving it up there. You know they don't need to leave more than two guys back. Bamiang's not going to sprint over the top and you know outpace everyone and get a one-on-one against Ramsdale. There's absolutely no chance of that happening. So Ben White, Zinchenko, Odegaard, Jorginho, Zaka was making runs that caused us all sorts of problems yesterday, and they're free to do that because we're offering absolutely nothing going forward whatsoever. So yeah, I mean, uh, uh, it's no surprise, but tactically in the first half, absolute absolute shambles. So I talk a little bit about the press. I just read an athletic article a little while ago by Tom Harris. They talked about the PPDA. I don't know if you've heard of that. It's passes per defensive action. So basically it records the average number of opposition passes before a challenge is made. And so yesterday for us, it was 20.3. And the last time it was that high, it was under Tuchel in a Manchester City home game where we lost 1-0. Just so passive. Arsenal just passed it around us. I mean... We just played, they pushed Kante, I, I, I need to talk about N'Golo Kante a little bit. They're playing him as an advanced role, and he's pressing, pressing, pressing. It's passing around him. It's not effective. It's not effective as press at all. We're not pressing as a unit. It's erratic and it's bitty. And there's huge gaps in between the midfield that can just be slotted through in between the lines. And that comes from the manager. I mean, unless they're literally just disobeying orders completely, the team is just not set up right. And the team is also set up differently every game. There's no cohesion. No consistency in the team. It's not helping. The players are to blame in a sense. We talk about a lot. A lot I said was yesterday in the narrative, Cesc Fabregas and Patrick Vieira effort. You know, they, they're not, not putting effort in. These players try. They do try. They're just at the end of the tether. It's a new formation every week. It's a new manager every four months. I feel for the players a bit. A bit of a controversial take. I feel for them. I think no, they're absolutely you're correct. Uh, I think I, they're in a whirlwind. Every, 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 they don't know who's going to be selected. I don't know what the formation is. They're supposed to listen to an inexperienced manager. Yeah, so, yeah. It's difficult. Yeah, it's a difficult period for the team. Um, it was a tricky game. It was not a game I don't think we were expecting to win, but obviously there's ways that you, you lose games. Um, and I think we rarely showed much attacking threat, as Craig mentioned. 
um, lots of misplaced passes, lots of issues with people sort of pushing out and not being close enough as a kind of compact unit in defence. And those were the spaces that Odegaard scored in, picked up lots of pockets in that sort of area between midfield and defence, which we couldn't, for some reason, we just couldn't find the right marking for him. Um, So, yeah, disappointing day. And obviously the third goal was sort of epitomised everything that was going on, really, which was just a complete shambles. People fall on the floor, can't clear it, just goes through everyone's legs. Not a good day out for us. We won the second half, though. Do you know the last time we won the second half or a half of football? Probably the last time we were like three or four nil down in the first half. That was Leicester away. We won the first half 2 1. And we scored. We scored. You we could score a goal. We did and score I, a goal yeah, yesterday. Yeah. I, I did enjoy I, I almost forgotten what it feels like to to yeah. I mean, not that we were really celebrating the goal, but you know, just to see a a, a player on our team score a goal. I just well, assumed he was gonna be offside, to be honest. I, I did as well. <laughs> it was it was pretty close to be honest. But it was good to see, you know, I thought Madaweke was making some good good runs the whole game. He was trying to affect the game. He was trying to take people on. I think if you look at the the stats, he, he six attempted take-ons, which is the most by a mile in the team. Um, and, you know, he he was good good on him for taking the goal. You know, it's a difficult chance. thought he did well to take it. Fantastic pass from Kovacic. And that's what we need to be doing a lot more is, you know, trying to get people in behind and try and hit the balls. And, you know, if it doesn't work, it doesn't matter. But... It was a nice well, little glimpse into next season. I thought. I thought that not necessarily Kovacic putting the ball over, but it showed what we can be in terms of penetrative behind the lines. I mean, Craig, you were saying the whole game in the WhatsApp chat, get a Zinchenko because Zinchenko is quite slow. He's not an amazing defender. So, we, you know, Madueke, you know, could have had a lot of, lot of joy versus him. And just well, talking they never, about, they never looked at. I, I, obviously, it's hard on the TV angle to see whether he's actually making any runs in behind, and they're just not finding him on or not. But I, I thought the whole attack looked for ball to feet too much and and that side was the key of the game for us you know we should have built down that side with uh with Madueke and I would have switched Kovacic and Kante yesterday and played Kante on the left hand side and and just had a bit more of a technical player I actually I don't like Enzo as much in that deeper role I I would almost swap Kovacic and Enzo as well where Enzo affects the game a lot more in the last third than, than Kovacic can and um I don't think any of our midfielders are playing in a position that suits them to be honest I, I, no, yeah. I, I think that's correct. Yeah, I mean, Kovacic is playing too far forward, probably. Um, Kante is definitely playing too far forward. I mean, like you said, our off the ball yesterday was four four two with uh, with Kante playing next to Aubameyang. I mean, that's just ridiculous. And and you know, you can't. Again, we're talking about attacking threat. You can't expect to, for them to be scared of Angolo Kante when he's got the ball. You know, he he's neat and tidy at, at times. Um, and not a bad passer of the ball, but he's not a creative player. And there was a couple, actually a couple of times where Madweke, you know, if Kante had been a little bit more um, brave and switch, uh, switched on, maybe is another way of, of putting it. I mean, he I could think, have looked up and found him. I think sometimes we let Kante off a little bit. I mean, he's a fantastic player, but there was that breakaway in the second half where it was four on two, and he managed to find a defender. It's shocking. Let's be honest, it's shocking. He's not. He's not. He's not good at passing. There's no need to be political about it and say he's, he's tidy. He's not good. And he's he's very very good at carrying with the ball. And he's a fantastic carrier, but he just needs to. When when we had Hazard, Hazard just take the ball off him. There was a really I, I remember the goal recently where um, I don't remember the second when we watched it together. The second leg of Real Madrid, and it was the second goal that Mount scored. Kante just won a loose ball and just got a really simple little pass to Pulisic and then let the attackers do their thing. Uh, you know when he I has a choice that comes from that comes from management though. That's tactical for me. Sure. That's someone yeah, sure. To, to going up to Kante and saying, look, you are absolutely fantastic. But when it gets to about 30 yards from the goal, do not, under any circumstances, put in this opposition where you've got to make a difficult pass. You know, he had, uh, I can't remember who was running next to him. Someone was r- literally running next to him in that attack. Just give him the ball. And let him make that, that pass. So that for me, that's... And you talk about passes behind the lines. Mad- I think twice in the first half, Madueke was like looking for a one-two, and Kante just turned back and passed it because he hasn't got it in the locker. Yeah. The end of the sorry, should go back to the end of the Brentford game. I think when Mudrick came on, um, and Mount was playing. I think this was Brentford. Um, Mudrick Mount's last game, 
And there was a time where, you know, I, can't, I don't know if this is Brentford, but anyway, Mount had the ball and then he saw Modric running and he played it through into the space and then he got through and he should have squared it, but he, I think he was offside anyway. But that's what we need yesterday. Mm. With someone just, you know, see the runners. And I remember, I think I mentioned on the WhatsApp, where Enzo was trying to play a pass to Madueke or someone was, and he was standing, you know, in front of Sinchenko. Got to go behind him. You got to, you got to run behind him. But that's what we need, and that takes a bit. Fine, I get that takes a bit of time getting used to, but we got to play with someone who can do that. And I think Jao Felix could be that person to maybe take a little bit out of the midfield and just offer something a little bit different up front because we can we can certainly offer a threat. That, the, the problem is like triple six these plays or a double six and the eight, where he plays with cover. Like I said before, I've said this before on the pod a few times. Kante, Cover and Enzo. It's not enough creativity in there. One of them's got to go, I think. One of them, you've got, it's just you've got like to... Sarri, isn't it? Yeah. Well, that midfield had Loftus-Cheek and Kovacic's position, which is completely different. And yeah. this is the but pre... It's, but it's, it's, three, it's three people in the midfield who basically aren't very good at creativity. I wouldn't say Enzo wasn't very good at creativity. I'd say he is. A but good... he's not. But he's not being utilised. So what you end up having is me, so, yeah. it gets it gets very congested in the middle, and then you know we're seeing a lot of people not expecting the ball to go behind, and they drop off. When I see when I see Enzo, I think of him more of a sort of a Gundogan sort of type of midfielder. Yeah, um, but I, you know, do you remember when Fabregas and Costa played? Where's you know that's what we need combinations. It's that kind of thing, yeah, you know. When I get it, you right. We don't have a striker making any of that sort of movement. Well, we've got two, you know, we've got two fast wingers. You're not going to get it when you're playing Gallagher, but you know, when Mudrick's playing, that's you know, that's the outball. That's the way we can move everyone up the pitch, and we we can't we cannot do that at the moment because the people who were able to do that, I think, are not playing, and I, you end I, up I, with I, very kind of weird attacks that just end in nothing, basically. I just want to play. Um, a quick excerpt from Frank Lampard's post-game press um, interview and just talk about a couple of things that he says in this. So sh- should we play the clip? Sure. Yeah. And um, in the time I've been here, it's pretty evident and clear for me to see behind the scenes, and I say the training ground reasons why, the idea is to say, if you're going to be a nice team to play against, you want to play short passes all the time and back on ourselves and not look up to play a forward pass and at the top end of the pitch, no responsibility to hold and run behind and do some things that we did do in the second half, then it doesn't matter whether you come to Arsenal or anywhere in the Premier League. So, you know, those things maybe are not things to change overnight, but we get better get there quickly because we've got another game coming at the weekend and the game's coming. So at the start of the, the clip there, Lampard talks a bit about he's seen at the training ground reasons why we're maybe not performing at, at the level that we could. What, what do you think he's alluding to when he says that? I don't know, too many chefs in the kitchen. I mean, I don't really, I don't, I don't know what he means. It's because we have the talent. I'm just not sure. I don't know. Maybe the intensity of the training. I'm not sure. What do you think? Yeah, I think, I think it absolutely has to do with training and intensity. I think he's probably suggesting that, you know, when they're going to training, they're all, it's all one big laugh. They're not taking it seriously. You know, he spoke about almost like resilience in a sense with what, you know, suggesting, you know, everyone's a bit bit soft in terms of, you know, they're not up for a fight, that sort of thing. It starts with people, you know, I think when you have good managers, not that I'm suggesting Lampard's a good manager, but when you have really good managers, you have to look, you have to look for people within your team who are going to deliver the message on the pitch, almost like lieutenants, yeah? We don't have that at the moment. We've No one's given anyone a rough ride on the pitch. Don't see it. Where are the... We need people on the pitch delivering the message, and it has to be one message. You see that a lot with Arsenal. Look at the people on the pitch. Look at them all sprinting back when Kante was um, through on goal. That's a team that's got a clear message and a clear responsibility, and that goes all the way through probably to the training ground. We don't look like we have that. It looks like it's, as you know, we sort of mentioned, a lot of people, maybe not a clear message, and you know, no one's really taking responsibility and disappoint. I'm, I'm sure he's really disappointed, Lampard. You know, not that he can maybe affect it in the best way, but I'm sure he looks at it and he's, he's really disappointed. What do you yeah, think? I mean, 
I mean, Lampard's obviously been there through a lot of incredible managers at Chelsea and a lot of sort of mini eras, if you want to say that. But when I think of, of Lampard at Chelsea, I think of that Mourinho era, the, the first one, and the level of detail and passion and intensity that he would have seen in training. I don't think he sees... When he, when he came probably back to, to training with us, now after Potter and... and I'm beginning to dislike Potter even more and more. Even now, he's left. Is he, he talked to, about the fitness of the players at the start and and how basically calling them out, saying that they were unfit and and not able to press or you know put in the amount of effort that uh, is required to to compete at the top level. And now he's talking about this where he, he sort of shies away from it a bit in the clip. But what he really wants to say, I think, is that the intensity is not there in training. And th- these guys are not competing. You, you know, at the end of the day, what what you want to have in your squad is that relentless competitive spirit that Chris is talking about with Arsenal that you see at the moment. The personalities, the way it is, and it, and, and it you, they sort of motivate each other because you see Odegaard sprinting around, and and first yeah. eight minutes yesterday was absolutely ridiculous what he was what he was doing on the pitch, and that sort of motivates you to do it. And I was sort of hoping players like Sterling, for example, um, that was playing yesterday, and Kovacic, another player, two players that had shocking games yesterday. They're the ones that need to kickstart the team, the players with the experience, the players yeah. with the. The know-how, the winners, right? Kovacic has won the Champions League you know, three or four times. You know, Sterling's won the Premier League five, six times. I mean, these guys are proven winners, and and they're not motivating and leading the team. Even if they aren't leaders by voice, they're not leading by example on the pitch either. I just have a thought. Um, Listen to London's Blue podcast earlier, and they talk they talk about something we don't really talk about much. Is that some of these players might be fearful of injury because they might be leaving. So I think there is a case where some of these players are not putting 100% in because they don't want to get injured. Because and probably 60% of his squad might be out for sale in the summer, right? Well, I wouldn't so, say that anyone that played yesterday is going to leave apart from Aspilicueta. Right. And about Aubameyang, I guess, sorry, that started. But uh, I mean, I wouldn't really... Aubameyang is only starting because we, we, there's no one else. Havertz was injured, Brozier's injured. You know, well, maybe it's contagious. Uh, I don't know. I, I think these players try out. If you're saying there's not an intensity in training, that's fine. I don't know whether Lampard's just saying that to sort of cover up for his own tactical. I don't, I don't think so. I think he was shocked when he came in and saw the, the levels in training. I honestly, honestly believe that. Yeah. And obviously he would never come out and say that because, you know, this is the same with uh, Vieira and uh, Hasselbank's comments yesterday. After the, they don't want to actually have a go at Lampard because they're all mates, right? They probably did their coaching badges together, or they're all they, you know, Hasselbank definitely knows Lampard. They're not going to call him out in the same way that Lampard's not going to call Potter out, right? If he turns up and sees like an unfit squad that that's not competing in training every day, he's not going to be like, "Well, Potter's left me this useless bunch of players that you know are loafing around in training and aren't fit." He's not. He's never going to say that because you can't just call someone out like that. Um, but I think what he's alluded to in his presses, if you read between the lines, he's basically is saying that um, the other part of the interview obviously was bravery on the ball. You know, he's saying that players, they don't want to look up when they got the ball. And I think we saw that a lot yesterday. I don't know what you guys thought, but a lot of backwards and sideways passing. Huge, huge problem in the team. Huge problem. We need, we desperately, as I mentioned before, the clip was... You know, we need Felix, we need a mount, we need someone who wants to get on the ball and, and as Lam said, be brave with it. You know, make a pass in, in behind. If it doesn't work, doesn't matter. You know, that Kovacic ball to Madueke could have gone a different way. You know, it could have just gone out of play and that's fine. The the ball that Kante played to Chilwell that went through and then he didn't score, that's fine. Madueke, you know, he had a good moment where he went through a, a few people and he tried to pass it to Aubameyang and he hit it too hard and Aubameyang couldn't control it. That's fine, but they're, they're very small instances. We're not doing that every time. It's very, you know, it's easy to take, to, to play a backwards pass. You know, we used to, was it Danny Drinkwater used to come in um, when he played and he just passed the ball backwards to Gary Cahill or wherever it was. I don't you know, remember I do Danny Drinkwater playing for us. I mean, I can do that. We're, we're looking for people who are going to try and do things on the ball that are different than what the majority do because that's what you pay the big money for, isn't it? Yeah. You know, to be unpredictable, to be innovative. So, 
very well, it's disappointing no matter I, I would caveat that if the squad was thinner and there was more competition in the squad and we were in a better moment in the season where you wouldn't have any problems of intensity in training I think the situation is part of that I'm not giving the players an out but the situation is terrible Chelsea have sacked two managers that wasn't the players choice I don't think the players uh, threw either manager under the bus I don't think that you know the players stopped playing for two court or for Potter to be honest the opposite to be honest I think the players try it and I think, I think it's, like I said before, it's a whirlwind and players aren't doing what they should, but I don't think the club necessarily is doing what they should for the players, to be quite honest. I think when you see a trim squad and a better manager, you'll see a huge transformation in this team. And if you don't, then there is a real attitude problem. But until then, I'm on the fence about that, to be honest. I think, I mean, this is not... Uh, this is, even when you go and play, like, we've all probably played, like, five-a-side tournaments. Or eleven aside football at a level, the teams who do really well are usually the people who communicate in really strongly. They don't even need to, you know, and they're usually obviously some of the better players, but they're they're communicating. They're leaders on the pitch. Where are the leaders in this team? Why are they not coming through? Yesterday, they keep uh-huh. going down the left hand side to Aspilicueta. Grab someone, get them to help you out. Get in the middle. Why still we're not shouting to people to cover Odegaard in front of him? The guy just scored, and yet. He scores exactly the same goal from almost the same position. I mean, the players are all shouting at each other when we conceded. They're they're aware of the problems. I think it's difficult to communicate properly when there's no cohesion in the system. Um, You need to to just get that. You know, you just adapt to the situation in front of you. I'm not saying we, you know, we would have won the game. It's all down to the club. The club shouldn't have sold Tony Rudiger. The the, the club shouldn't have sold Christensen. These were leaders. Um, I don't know about Christensen. Well, even about Christensen being a leader, but yeah, yeah, but led by, Rudiger, yeah. He led by example, um, and you know we haven't got we haven't got natural leaders. And to be honest, natural leaders you don't get John Terry anymore. It's none in the league. None. Even Odegaard is not your, you know, your um, Gerard type of leader. Football's changed. Well, I think Ru- I think Rudiger was quite similar to Terry in the way that he he led. You know, I mean, football's evolved. Like that's what you know. Neville bangs on about oh, for Alex Ferguson back in my... It's, not, it's irrelevant. The football footballers have changed. It's not the... Leaders are important, but they're not as... It's not as... I don't know if it's uh, through coaching or academies. It's not as prevalent now. So I wouldn't say that Man City have tons of leaders, personally. But that's just a I great... Would, football. I would but, say they have tons of leaders. Who would you say is a leader for them? De Bruyne Gundogan, not, not, even Mares. Some of them are like captains of their Mares country. is the leader. Come on, Chris. Let's not be silly. Absolutely. Right. Like, what are you talking about? I don't think Mares is a leader at all. <laughs> who who is well, it? Sorry, Mares. Mares. Yeah, I, 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 I wouldn't know much about City's dynamics, but he doesn't come across on on as as much of a leader on TV. I think for Algeria, he's is he not the Algerian captain? I mean, Ziyech is probably the Moroccan captain. Wouldn't make him <laughs> he's, healthy, would it? he's definitely not. He, he wasn't even he getting in Morocco yeah. team under the old manager because he fell out with him. Well, yeah. what I'm saying is, is Odegaard is the Norwegian captain. How old is I'm he? not necessarily buying this. The players of down tools kind of narrative that I'm hearing a lot. I, I, I think you look, you look at what it is. We're playing a much better team. We're much better organised. They've got a thinner squad. They're fighting for everything. They're exactly. in a season of their lives, and we're having a terrible season. And that's, I'm not going to talk about who we should have sacked and who we shouldn't have sacked, but the board have got to be culpable. The board have made this. And 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 look, uh, Arsenal away is a tough game in any season, yeah. even when they're bad, it, even when they're not as good as this. So it kind of is what it is. If in yeah. a year Pochettino's in and it's still happening, yeah, there's a big problem. But we're, we're, you know, we're in the trenches, and when you're in the trenches, you know, bad stuff happens. As simple as that for me. That's that's where that's where I see it. All right, well, let's put our winter jackets on. We're into the <laughs> the freezer. There's, cold there's, there, there's, 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 so there's cold. no sun. Really there's no sun. No one's warm enough. Have you got no face? <laughs> uh, let's just pick uh, an individual who you might want to talk about um, after yesterday who maybe is at the, go the on, furthest. Craig. Have you missed out last week? You can go yeah, for go it on. Well, I mean, it's super easy, the the first guy. I mean, I know who's going to be in the freezer this week for, for you guys, but the 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 right side of defence was absolutely appalling yesterday. Most notably, Cesar Aspilicueta. Fantastic servant to the club. 
look, we've appreciated everything you've done. You've, you've had a fantastic defender for the most part of your career. At this point, you're offering absolutely nothing on the pitch whatsoever. No leadership, no ability on the ball, uh, awful defending. I mean, what happened for that third goal on that right-hand side with him and Fafana and Silva as well? Like, just absolutely embarrassing beyond belief. Like, I'd be embarrassed to see that goal conceded from my Sunday league team. It would be absolutely awful to watch that, uh, uh, let alone at, at the highest level for Chelsea. So, yeah, Aspilicueta, we have appreciated everything you've done for the club. You're 33 now, and uh, it's time to time to move on. And it's Reese James and Gusto next season. Yeah, nothing. I completely agree. I hope he gets a banner, though. Yeah, <laughs> gets a banner. Well, I said last week, he, 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 I don't know what a testimonial is. He plays like he's in a testimonial every week. Just shocking. <laughs> it's absolutely shocking. I mean, just, he plays like friendly. <laughs> Yeah, games just passed him by a little bit. He was trying to. Pump, I saw in a tunnel. He was trying to pump the troops up a bit, and he was getting into players' faces. Like he was trying, but he's not that. He's not. He's not quite that leader. And um, I mean, I'm not it, sure it, what happened. It's just no. When the worst player in your team is telling you, like, come on, it's like yeah. it just doesn't have the same effect, does it? I'm feeling a bit sorry for him. I don't know if he was forced to stay last summer because they wanted the leader to stay, and I looked like he was going to go, and he wanted to go, and he, he was he had to stay. So I feel a bit. I feel, feel for him a bit, but yeah, I think we should. Say our goodbyes and remember the, remember the old the good old days with, with Cesar. I think that would be the best course of action. Chris, you want to go next, mate? I'll let you go. Go on, whatever. For me, in the freezer is Raheem Sterling. I thought he was very very disappointing. Um, he gave the ball away frequently, really poorly as well. I'd say you know for someone of his ability coming from Man City. A lot of, um, a lot of talk of Man City playing really nice football, passing together. Passing is dreadful. Like, and I'm not talking about, you know, playing the ball in behind, which he did do and failed miserably at. But just short passes, just completely messed them up. Dispossessed a lot. Very bizarre. Um, I mean, I, I, he just he just got to the end and just I must say, like, press the wrong button on FIFA. He just got to the end and just gave the ball away. Yeah, I couldn't. Very difficult for the club. Five-year contract, three hundred bags a week. Just, I mean, there's a lot of talk of him being a a leader, but I think I don't know if that's a myth at this point because I haven't seen him demonstrate any sort of leadership qualities on the pitch. I never see him shouting at anyone. So, but but yeah, very poor performance, and he's been a bit of a disappointment. But obviously, there's a lot of that's essentially on the team as a whole. But as an individual, he's He's let himself down last night. I thought it was really disappointing. Four goals in the Premier League for him, but three of them came in our first five games under Tuchel. And then after that, he's only got one goal in the league. Again, I mean, uh, you have to say that he's been through three managers this year. Can't be easy as a player. You know, he, well, he Potter been... started off playing him at wing back, if you remember. Again. Yeah, I mean, uh, and it was, a big, it, it was a big move for him, probably, to go from City to. I'm not sure. I think City offered him a new contract just before he left and he turned it down, I think. And then. He obviously had eyes. I think he's going to maybe go Atletico Madrid, and he thought, "Well, I'll go to Tuchel because he's the world class manager." And then he's he gone. To, he said he came to London because he wants to be close to his family and stuff. Yeah, fair enough. But obviously, Tuchel was the attraction. I'm not sure if Potter was manager or something like that. We would have come to Chelsea, maybe, maybe not. But not if he was playing at wing back. <laughs> I think he, he might have come for 300k a week, regardless. Yeah, oh, fair enough. But I. <laughs> I do feel for him in that sense, but he was absolutely shocking last he night. He had a really yeah. poor, a really poor game yesterday. But I do think as well, like Lampard's played him up front with Conor Gallagher, like last yeah. week. I mean, it's just where where we've been playing him has just been. I ridiculous. don't think he should play Saturday. I think you've got to play Mudrick Saturday. Yeah, um, I thought Madueke he... played quite well on the other wing. Madueke, yeah, 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 he's probably our, one of our uh, our better players. Yeah. Or, you know. So there, there is an option to play well, I think, in that role. It wasn't as if he was, he had no opportunity. Well, he, was, sorry, he had a really bad game last last night, yeah. Sterling, but he was playing, at least in his position last night, for the first time in a long time. Another podcast I listened to sort of made a good point that maybe they, he should just pretend that he's injured and then just like, oh, I'm not there for the rest of the season. A little bit like a, a Mount's done. It just kind of see the season out, doesn't have to play this part. and just take play. That's, that's not what Mount did, is it? Uh, no, what I mean is, if 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 Sterling went sort of quietly into the night for a season and then he's fine for next season, he doesn't get the heat now. I think that would help him. I don't think uh, it's going to be. I, I do. I, really I, I, do see him, that. I do see him being scapegoated by the fan base. That's, that's kind of what I mean. I'm not saying he should fake injury, but it's 
he's going to get a lot of heat and he's he also got a lot of heat yesterday, he got a lot of heat yesterday because he was very very poor he gets he get yeah, he gets a lot of heat because really poor, but he also gets tons of heat because he's blocking Mudrick from being in the team. Yeah. Um, so Mudrick has had what five starts, six starts. No, no, I'm, I agree. Sterling was diabolical yesterday. I was shouting at him. I think he gave away the ball eight times in their opponent's half. Barely any carries. Not not, not a few good turns, but then he just gave it away. Um, yeah, it was really bad. And you need to see the players to step up, but. I do again. I do feel for him. He's been through three managers and repeating myself. But these players have been through hell. So, do you know who uh, I feel really bad for? Michaela Mudrick, who was signed for a, a high amount, you know, record fee almost, and we're expecting him to play every game. And he sat on the bench almost every mm-hmm. week. And Mudrick, then he comes on like yesterday. And he does really well. And yeah. you may never, <laughs> you may never see him start again the next game. Mudrick created three chances for us last last night. Obviously, the highest of any of us. And he was on him for twenty minutes. So it's good. Um, yeah, he I think we hoping... had Ben White on toast. Yeah, he did. I mean, he's, he's a great player, Madrid. So, um, really excited to see him progress at the club. So, your freezer, Brady. Go, Brady. Right, you're taking you're taking all the players. So, I'm going to put some people who deserve to be in the freezer. It's the Arsenal fans. Last <laughs> night, Madrid come on and you boo him once. Fine, you boo him twice. You boo him every time he gets on the ball. It's petty and it's pathetic. I put it on our Twitter account last night, and then we're at Twitter at Eat Sleep Chelsea. We're currently on nearly 300 followers, and we're going to try to get to 500 followers by the end of the season. So if you could drop us a follow, that would be great. But nice. absolutely terrible from the Arsenal fans. Shining, he got arrested the 20 run year old, he did it, but shining a laser pen in his eye. So petty. You, you, you see that sort of thing in Italy? Rubbish. Absolute rubbish. You need to get <laughs> just like. Poor, poor, poor. You're top of the league. If we were top of the league and they were 12th, you kind of get it. But you're top of the league. You're flying. You're battering us. Isn't that enough? You've got to boo a young I'm, player. I'm, I'm not it's, sure what they're boo- booing exactly. Like the, the, They're booing because he chose Chelsea because he was linked to Arsenal for months. And then we came in with a big offer. It wasn't even his choice, probably. You surely know, like, he should be booing Ed- Edu. For, yeah. for not paying, stumping up the cash. I mean, I, I just don't, I don't get it. He's, but what I mean is like just ridiculous... Ridiculous from the Arsenal fans, so. <laughs> yeah, uh, I think, absolutely. I don't like the shining the laser pen. I don't mind the booing, it's all fun. To be honest with you, it give, gives it a bit I, of an I, edge. I, I yeah. don't mind the booing, I was just confused as to what they were booing. Yeah, I like, you know, we need to added a bit of spice to the game, to be honest with you. Could do with a bit more of that. We need a few more. I thought it was terrible. I, 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 every time, boo him a few times, but I kept doing it and the laser pen, awful. And Ben White yesterday, he was throwing his arms around like an absolute idiot that he is, and one of the most unpopular players in English football history. You know, booted out of the England squad yesterday, last week again. You know, picking on Phil Foden at the end of the game. I mean, what an absolute disgrace of a player! If I'd have been on that pitch yesterday, and some of these guys should have been throwing the ball away and stuff, just get right in Ben White's face and tell yeah. him how it is that he's an yeah, absolute moron. Why were we not? I, I, this is what really wound me up about yesterday, and this is what I'm trying to get my point across, um, with like desire and heart. Like, uh, and fair play to Aspilicueta, he was doing it. You know, roll around the floor, get in their faces. Like, where is this? You know, we want to be a horrible team to play against. And Lampard mentioned at the presser and the clip, we're too nice. We're way too nice. And you know, someone does something to throw the ball away. Oh, sorry. Oh. And then nothing. We should be surrounding the ref. Exactly, like, who was it yeah. who like who who hit him in the face? Uh, Jesus. Yeah. Jesus should have been everyone. Should, he should have been on the floor. We should have been over and around. You know, where's that? Yeah, exactly. You know, yeah. It's a nothing incident, but it, it puts pressure, and that should be driven from Lampard. You know, and and that's what we need to get to with this team is become really, really horrible. And I don't forget the day we went up to, not that we went up, as in when we played Newcastle away. Like they were doing that to us the whole game, and we were pathetic in that game. They were all over us, pushing us. Even after the game, Dan Byrne is yeah. there. Havertz. It's like, is anyone paying any attention to this? Like, I, I can't just believe it. Yeah, our, t- our team is. Uh, what I'd say is, our team right now is not reflective of the personality of the Chelsea fan base. Yeah, um, as as a, as a whole, you know that, and maybe that's you know what we've grown to be or whatever. But that the the manager, and this is why Potter as well was such a poor fit for us. They have to represent the fan base, and and you know we we were winners. We want to win with with a 
we have the most trophies in the last 20 years. That's what most of us are used to. We want to win. And in order to win at the highest level, you know, the dark arts is part of that. And, and yeah, we're, we're lacking not just football-wise, tactically, but we're lacking in, in that aspect as well. Yeah, we could have used yesterday, you know, we were waiting for this kind of springboard effect, but we could have got in their faces and really, you know, hurt them, you know, like really kicking them in the in the title race because we're not really doing anything at the moment this season we could have really made a mark i would have really sat well with the fans and again it was just quite a passive passive I mean, effort from us and last week on the pod i said it oh, I, I said that it could be better with a bruce too come off the pod last <laughs> week thinking, what, are you, what were you talking about i mean uh, we're, we're, yeah. we're, we're charity fc you know we're like an infomercial it's like you, you need you need a win you need a win your confidence is down Chelsea would help you out. Charity FC. Every time we play, even Brentford had a one for six games. Every time any a team needs a lift this year, we'll come along and give them it. No problem. And yeah, also, right. thank you very much. We're back in the title race. Cheers, lads. That's just who we are. And the last game that we showed any grit was with Thomas Tuchel. That was where it was war, and that's why that game was so fun because we were we wanted to win badly, and the players reflected that, and the manager reflected that. So, yeah. I can't. It's hard, it's hard to believe that that was this season. Tuchel yeah. running down the sideline and us going two one up against Tottenham. And Some fans didn't like that, but I love that. Even I don't think fans, I don't think there's many fans that didn't. I enjoy mean, when Reece James scored, I mean, I, I wasn't there that day. Unfortunately, you guys were. I was watching. A, I was watching a pub with Tottenham fans. I was going mad. I was on the table. Brilliant. Now we score. It's like whatever. You know, scores. Yeah, I don't know who would have enjoyed that. I was. I mean, shame we didn't win the match. Really. It's unbelievable running down the touchline. It was like fourth game of the season. There's like there wasn't a ton on that game. You know, it's just you know, in terms of the league, it's just just pure passion. Want to win? Want to compete yeah. versus the best? Where's that? So well, that's, what, that's what I was saying yesterday. Well, that's what we need. It doesn't matter if you go down in flames. Well, we need Get, a manager. Put someone on Arsenal. We need a manager. and We need to put uh, Pot Sharpish. Just quickly, Craig, uh, you weren't here last week. Uh, what are your thoughts on Poch, mate? Yeah, I mean, I've come round to to Posh a little bit. Um, from what I originally thought, I, I thought obviously CFC Central did a great piece on him, and and yeah. and I know managers have been spat up by PSG and just chewed up and spat out. Um, I guess in there you've seen managers emerge from there. Ancelotti done really well with Real Madrid. Um, Unai Emery did a great job at Villarreal and is doing a fantastic job with Villa after he got absolutely booted from PSG. Um, and Posh as well, obviously just got chewed up, won the league there, and then. Uh, yeah, just I feel like he he probably is better than what I think he is. Um, and one thing I would say about him is he's quite an intense person. Mm. Um, and I and I quite like that. Uh, obviously, going from from Potter, I, I like Lampard's intensity as well. For what it's worth, in post game and stuff, you could tell he was he was really annoyed yesterday after the the performance. And it's not his fault, you know. He's not the best tactician or whatever and he's been chucked in with three games to go he's expected to to compete you know that that was obviously unrealistic for anyone to have to think that he was going to come in and do really well but yeah I think Posh is is some a manager that maybe is a good fit for us in our timeline right now as well um just a lot of young players that can be led by an the word I'm looking for is authority authoritarian no yeah. Authorita- yeah, yeah, right. authoritative yeah. i think is the right word i mean Matt Lord, um, i think you had it right first time um, led by an authoritarian yeah so, someone who can really dictate to them and isn't sort of a collaborative open-minded guy more someone to sort of really boss them about and to to get them in good shape and um I know he took Tottenham's pressing from one of the worst in the league i think 19th they were the season before he came to i think second um and he did the same, a very similar thing with Southampton um, in a very short uh, amount of time. So, yeah, I'm excited to see just a new face and a new energy in the squad next season because obviously this season has been, you know, very, very poor. I mean, I had the ball. Go on, Chris, sorry. Go on. I was say, the thing about managers and players for me is sometimes it's just about finding the right fit at the right time. Yeah. Like, if you think about Ancelotti going to Everton, like, that was a load of rubbish, really. But then he turns up at Real Madrid and it's all going well. And it's just sometimes it's like a personality clash or having the right people in the right moment, like talk about Di Matteo coming in with that team. And he just fit that. It just fit quite nicely with what was going on at that moment. And that's what led us to to deliver that Champions League. And I think 
Potter at that moment wasn't the right person. I think maybe Poch is that person, and I hope it's it's the right fit um, because good managers can come in and just it just doesn't work. But I don't think that makes them bad managers necessarily. Yeah. Let's talk about Bournemouth because Bournemouth, are, well, we're going to Bournemouth on Saturday. Um, All right. Last time we played Bournemouth away, anyone? Uh, don't know. I, I, we, I know that we have a terrible record away at Bournemouth. You'd think that, wouldn't you? It's usually at home we get done. Oh, maybe yeah. it's home. Our away record is actually, I mean, it's not great, but three wins out of five, one draw, one loss. Um, we actually played them for five seasons in a row, from the 2015-16 season to the 2019-20 season. Can anyone remember the last time we played them, what the score was? We beat them 2 0 at home. No, this is, so the fixture's away, right? So right, sorry, sorry. Last, right. We did beat them 2 0 mm. at home, though, correct? Mm. This season. So last time we played them was the 2019-20 season. Oh, I don't remember this game. I don't remember this game at all. Pe- Pedro Rodriguez was playing on left. This is a three-four-three, and uh, Super Frank. Mm. No, I don't remember this game. Giroud up top. So the game finished two-two. Oh, that Alonso scored. Correct. Yeah, oh, very good. Alonso up front, didn't I? Yeah. They had a, uh, they had certain. Um... I think he took Tomori off that game, or Tomori had a shocker or something. Yeah, yeah. Uh, they had a certain, they had a certain Aaron Ramsdale in goal for them that day. Oh, yeah. with uh, Callum Wilson up front, and a certain Nathan, Nathan Ake. I've seen that. Nathan, yeah, Nathan Ake at the back. Um, so some some names to remember there. Um, yeah, we're it's tough to find a team that actually has some worse stats than us, but Bournemouth. Do have some that are worse than us, so that's probably given us some hope there. But I tell you what, if form's anything to go off, Bournemouth have won six of their last nine home and away. Yeah, they're they're flying. They're in really good form. They've won four out of the last five. Uh, Chelsea were... have lost their last nine. Oh, sorry, haven't won the last nine. We've drawn one, I think. <sighs> I mean, if they beat if they beat us, then we're gonna be well. Sorry, if they beat us, they're ahead of us. But obviously, we'd, yeah. we've got a game in hand. I don't know whether that's actually worth anything when the game in hand is away at Man City. But the you know the United, um, sorry, is the game in hand. Oh, sorry, away away at United. Yeah, but I mean, yeah, a, 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 it's a it's a battle between twelfth and thirteenth place. I mean, it is what it is. <laughs> it's just uh, it could go either way. These mid-table clashes. I mean, who knows who's going to show up and play well? I certainly don't fancy us. How about that? A bit of a relegation, relegation six pointer, mate. I don't know about mid table. I mean, if we keep yeah. losing, we're going to be in a relegation battle. But, yeah, we, uh... we only have 39 points. One of my friends actually pointed out to me yesterday before the game that if Arsenal won, they would have exactly double our points. Yeah. Um, if, you, if, you, if you asked me at the start of the season, do I think it was possible for Arsenal to finish the season with double our points? Double. 2x. I would say I actually don't think that's possible. I think a more incredible stat is we have a better defensive record than Arsenal. That yeah, I mean, is... I, d- I don't find that that hard to believe because we play so many games where exactly... Pretty like hard it. to believe when you're 12th and they're first and we've got a better defensive record. I mean, pretty pretty hard to believe, I think. Sure. Yeah, I, mean, I would agree with that. I mean, sure. we do, we just we just part the bus in so many games. I mean, 0.3 xG, 0.4 xG, 0.3 xG. There's so many games. I'm where not we... sure there's been in history where a team that's 12th has got a better defensive record than the top team. I mean, that must be pretty rare. Uh, might that might that might be the case. I mean, yeah, you think about like uh, even like uh, was it that Birmingham team? Maybe, maybe yes. Yeah, played in the like Premier League. They had a really good defensive. It just record. shows that they, they they just sit back and don't do anything, right? It so just they, shows our attacking deficiencies. Is called. I mean, Arsenal. Going back to us, they scored fifty more goals than us. I mean, just depressing. I mean, unbelievable. I mean, even Bournemouth has scored more. Goals. Bournemouth have conceded sixty-four goals this season. Yeah. <laughs> They're level on points of us. I mean, the can there be a bad time to play Bournemouth? I mean, I just don't think yeah. there is. It is now. I'm not, I want to talk about. We're going to talk about relegation a little bit. 
I think they need to get the Tuchel banner out for the last game of the season because I think Tuchel kept us up because this year we've got at 18 games, little quiz, how many points do you think we've got from this year from 18 games in the league? So basically half the season we've had this, this calendar year. This calendar year we've had 18 games. How many points do you think we've got? I think probably around 10. A bit more than that. Yeah, I think maybe 14. 15 points. If you aggregated that over a season, we will be on 31 points at the end of the season. So we would basically be down. So Wait, um, sorry. So we had 31. Make no, sure that what I'm means. saying is if we, were, if we had that form that we've had in the last 18 games over an entire season, yeah, we would have 31 points total. Basically, our form this year has been of a relic team that would, would definitely get relegated. Yeah, I mean, I mean, we're watching every week. I mean, it looks like that. It looks like we can't beat anyone. We've won three games in 18 in the league. We Actually, don't turn up in any game and look like we're going to win. No. I think we are the worst team in the league. Right now, I would say we're... we're, we're it's also Southampton. I mean, yeah, even Southampton yeah, have a bit of fight. Southampton drew at Arsenal 3-3. Mm. They've shown a bit of fight. Even, even scored at Newcastle showed a bit of fight. Um, even Everton the other night. Gave Leicester a good game. I think we're the worst. <laughs> I think we're the worst. I, I, I can't think of a worse team. Forest are decent at home. Leeds are woeful at the moment, but we're the worst. Leicester have got a goal in them. West Ham have started to turn up. I think we're the worst by distance, to be honest. Well, what do we um, think of the team that is going to play tomorrow, uh, Saturday? Sorry. What's, what do you think about team selection? Who would you select for this game? I mean, Frank's going to spin his bingo wheel. And it's going to land on a formation <laughs> that, he's going to fa- <laughs> that he's going to fancy. And then he'll probably play Gallagher because Gallagher got a rest. So he's key he'll player. With this 4-3-3, personally. I, 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 I think, think he should stay, yeah. Uh, uh, only because we can play Mudrick and Madweke in this formation. And I, I would play them with Havertz up top. I think I would play Gallagher instead of Kova and play Gallagher, Kante and Enzo. In, in yeah. that three, I, I agree. Um, and and almost play it like a four-two-three-one, where Enzo and Kante mm. play a bit deeper, and Gallagher plays a bit more central. Um, Isn't that what they played at Wolves? Uh, I can't remember off the top of yeah, my head. Basically, that's you're describing what the game, the system was at Wolves, I think, and that was that. So. No, surely not. No, well, they, the, the wingers were, yeah, yeah, the Felix. No, not yeah. the wingers, but it was. And Kante didn't. Kante didn't play. They yeah. played Kovacic yeah. in that game. But yeah, obviously, the formation is the same. Yeah, with, with four three three. But I think Madweke and Mudrik are offering a lot more as wingers out there than than Felix and Sterling would um, right now. And I think, uh, I, think, I think he'll start Kai as well. Definitely, yeah. I, I think that Abamyang thing. I think when you get subbed at half time in your first game. Playing for a I while. don't think we'll see much of Bamiang again this season. That's not his fault. We've talked spoke at length about his pod out. I think Bamiang got screwed over this season, to be quite honest. Yeah. Um, and it's not his fault. He's not sharp. He's coming in against a team that's got every, that, everything on the line to try and stop him. I think, yeah, so no no qualms of ABBA, but um, I don't think we'll see much of him uh, the rest of the season, to be honest. I feel that the only one thing I would say about Batman, because I did see him walking around yesterday, was um, he seems to like finally get his opportunity to kind of play. But it, it tends to be against, it's both the Arsenal games that it's come against. And I do feel like that's quite unlucky in that sense, because he probably does have some skin in the game in terms of like, you know, some attachment to Arsenal. So I think it's it's quite unlucky in that sense. For me, but also well, I think uh, in his Arsenal career, I think he was also a bit of a flat track bully a little bit. I think he was very good against the lower teams, scored loads of goals. I'm not sure he was. He was. I think he was accused sometimes on being great in the big games. I know he scored against us in the cup final a couple of times, but I think he's some say he wouldn't. You know, he would like sort of physically be dominated against the better teams. We just, you know, there's so many games this year where we needed a goal when we didn't play him. So uh, yeah. So what do we think about? Predictions for this game, then. Bournemouth, Chelsea. I'm I'm going to go uh, a repeat of the two-two. Two-two. Brady. Two-one Bournemouth. <laughs> what? Oh, Chris, we're, I, we're I, it's not a surprising score. That it's wouldn't be a surprising. What are you watching? Like we've lost 
six on the bounce, mate. I, they've got some. I'm going for a Chelsea three-one. Fantastic. Yeah, I mean, mate, right. We're back. Three, We're back. Three, We're back. Mudrick and Madueke. Yes. Is this going to be the first time that Mudrick and Madueke have played together? If he picks him, and that doesn't make a difference. It doesn't mean we're suddenly going to win. It does. It definitely doesn't. But... So I think Bournemouth are... Uh, surely they've sort of finished for the season, haven't they? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if... If there's a team on the beach, it's us. I mean, we are literally renting an apartment at the beach. I mean, they've all got they've all got the flip flops on. I mean, Frank Frank said as much on the training ground. No one's bothered. They're just waiting for a new manager. I think um, Bournemouth put a lot of their intensity into I'm, that. I mean, it's, it's, it's Wednesday night now. If we appoint Potch on Thursday or Friday, I think that would really help. I actually I want to talk about that a tiny bit. I think appointing Potch would really help. Not in terms of getting him in, but just a bit of right, right. He's our manager next year. This is. That's that little bit of uncertainty just gone. So um, that would help, but I'm not sure if that's going to happen. Um, but yeah, I can't see us get maybe getting a draw. I can't see us winning the game. Uh, I think the only winnable game left is, is Forest at home, but only because they've got a terrible away record, not because we're particularly good. So that's the way I see it. I don't see things improving at all. So. Right. Pointless. Oh, it's pointless. It's pointless. It'll be, it'll be pointless on Saturday as well, mate. Anyway. <laughs> right. So you, you've, you've mentioned this a little bit. In the in the 15-16 season, a very similar season to this one in some respects, where we finished 10th, so sort of the area we are now, but we, we did play a bit better at the end of that season. Uh, we visited Bournemouth for the first time ever in the top flight. Um, we won 4-1 that day. Uh, Four one, we'll win, will we? You know, Chris, maybe you or maybe you're onto something, pal. Yeah, this um, is it. It's coming back. I want you. The team shouldn't be too difficult, but the bench will be. So, can you quickly rattle through the team that day first, please? The the team. So this is is this Conte? No, no, it's Conte's gone, this mate. Of, no, no, this is Mourinho. Yeah, yeah. This is Mourinho's yeah. gone, and now it's Hiddink. So this is just a season before Conte, right? Yeah, I think Conte had actually been appointed at this point. Right. I actually, I actually did this quiz because this game was uh, a late April, so it's very similar, very similar vibes. Um, our season's over. We're playing for nothing, really. And it's, you know, the end of the season and there's a new manager coming in. So very, very similar games. So I thought it'd be quite a good quiz. So, so Pedro, guess... Pedro. Pedro, correct. One. So this is a 4-3-3, is it? Do you, do you want to give us the formation? It might help us. Uh, it doesn't look like more like a 4 4 4 4 4 4 4 4 4 4 4 4 4 4 4 4 4 4 4 4 4 4 we must have played a striker up there. I mean, it's not yeah. for a striker. Um, Drogba. Torres. No. Come on. The I, don't think, I, I don't think Diego Costa Giroud. was there. Diego Costa. <laughs> I was Costa there already. Yeah, he I thought he was signed that, that summer, but I guess he was. I know, because Mourinho signed him and Fabregas, didn't he? Oh, Fabregas. Yeah. Come on, that's... Oh, is that another one you're saying? Fabregas? Yeah, Fabregas. That one? Fabregas, yeah. right. You, you miss it from the midfield. An absolute Chelsea legend. Played in the Champions League final. He's to bring him on to shore the game up. Mikel. Do you want to be Mikel? There you go. Ding. I'm going to help you out of this. Because the, the, the toughies are going to be the uh, the bench. The bench is a really interesting one. Gary Go-y. Cahill. Gary Cahill? No. Yes. There was a player who played the other night. Aspilicueta. Aspi in his glory oh, days. Christ. He, he must have played centre back looking at it. Because there's another, there's a recognised right back on the pitch. Ivanovic. Ivanovic. Totally Ivanovic played centre back, I guess. But yeah. No, he played right back. Did he? Oh, I see. Oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think they've got it right. Oh, we missed that midfielder as well. Plays for Roma at the moment. Matic. Matic. Well done. I did say Matic, to be fair. Oh, sorry. I didn't hear that. Yeah. Now there's a player. <laughs> He's still on the books at the club, I think, somehow. 
Defender. I think oh, he is. Barbaraman. 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 Oh, Barbaraman. John Terry. No, John Terry didn't play that day. They played a bit of a makeshift defence, to be honest. Um, and the goalkeeper, it's only the only goalkeeper left. And you've, uh, you've actually been an answer in. Uh, I've, I've just looked it up. Baba Rahman's only 28. Blimey. Um, yeah, he sounds really young. Yeah, anyway. Um, who was the goalkeeper? He's already been a quiz answer. Uh, not Neil Sullivan, is it? No. <laughs> quiz answer for the goalie. Come on, you've got to do the bench. It'll be like two minutes. Come on. The bench check. is a fun bit. Not check. No. Uh, Initials A, B. Oh, Asmir Begovic. All right, we'll get. We'll Begovic. go to the. We'll go. Good. We'll go who to the bench. The central the, defender. Sorry. Sorry. Well, who's the defenders? Is it just? Are you must have played Matic in defence or something. This is irrelevant. Uh, we'll right. go to the bench. So the bench is really good one. So, uh, I'll give you. I'm, I'm going to have to give you loads of clues. Right, American central defender. M- Matt Miyazaga. That's him. Yeah. There was a player on there who was on our bench last night. Oh, no. God, there's plenty of people on the bench. Ziyech? Ziyech? 2016? I don't know. He's been around a while, hasn't he? English player. Handyman. Oh, lots of sheep. Lots of sheep. Right. Now, there's some really good ones here. Look, there's a player who signed for us. He's 37 now. He's Colombian. He signed, for, he, he signed for us on loan and he only played 10 games for the club. Oh, it's uh, Juan Quadrado. Quadrado, yeah. No. Oh. No. Colombian. 37 now. He's 37 now. He's Colombian. Yeah. Is he a striker? He's a striker. Yeah. Uh, Falcao. Like it's Falcao. Yes. Well done. Un- underrated. And there's another player. He was a bit of a prodigy. You're not sure what happened to his career. Uh... Gail Kakuta. I'll tell you the clubs he played for. International, AC Milan, Corinthians. And he went on, he was at loan for us and he only played two games. So he didn't really play many games for us. He's 33 now. I think he's retired. Or maybe, maybe still playing in America. Bit of a. I know who this is. I know who this is. Is it a winger? He's like a sort of 10 attacker sort of thing. Is it Marco Marin? No. That would have been a shout, though. Wikipedia's got him down as a striker. Wouldn't seem a striker. More of a fucker like, forwardy ten player. I know, I know who I know who this I is. I think he scored a penalty versus Villa. Oh, Alessandro Pato. Alessandro Pato. Pato. There's another one. A Chelsea youth product who now plays for Aston Villa. Oh, Ryan Bertrand. No, does he play there? No. Well, not Bertrand. He scored against us. On the last day of the season in the Champions League winning year when we lost to Aston Villa. That's tricky. Is it is it a wing back? No. No, he's like a winger. He's in the Villa team, like he's in it quite a lot. Probably gets Oh, this is um oh this is Traore. Yeah, Bertrand Traore. Well done. Well done. Right, two left. I've got one word for you tattoos. Oh, Morales? No. Good, good guess, though. Good guess. That was a good guess. He was very young here. Tattoos? Really young with tattoos. You, you're going to have to... I think we need another clue. I'm not sure I'm going to get it from just tattoos. You know, a bit of a... bit. It looks like a bit like a sort of uh, Brazilian... He's, he's in the ghetto, it looks a bit like. Bit, bit looks a bit odd. Oh, Kennedy. 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 It's a bit hard. He does. For the tattoos. <laughs> now, that's got to be Brady's best clue yet. Looks a bit hard. <laughs> <laughs> well, he looks pretty hard with those, like, you know, um, those tats. Anyway, the, the final one, I didn't even know. Wouldn't want to have a beer with him. <laughs> no, you, well, you, you, would, you would do, but you want to be nice with him, tell you. You wouldn't want to get on his wrong side. So if you have a few beers and say the wrong thing, you might be uh, swimming with the fishes. Um, anyway, oh, this is the last player. I didn't. This is the goalkeeper. Didn't even know that he played for the club. 
So wow. if you get this, I'll be amazed. Used to play for played 29 games for Milan. A bit of a journeyman. Journeyman number two. Um, Starting in Serie D. Um, initials MA. Oh, I know. This. Marco Ambrosio. Yeah. No, not, not quite. Almost. Oh, Marco. that was a great shout. Oh, was that mean... is him, but it's spelled, spelt like said differently? No, it's, it's, it's not his name. You just said his name wrong. It's not, it's not his name. Something Ambr- Ambr- Ambrosio or something. No, you're getting mixed up with Ambrosini, aren't you? A bit. Yeah, he did come from Milan as well, I think, didn't he? Yeah. Goalkeeper. He actually don't think he even played a game for the club. I think he just sat on the bench for a year. Should I just give you it? No. I want to get it. <laughs> I mean, Craig's got the first name. It's Marco. It's not Al- It's not Arnautovic or something, is no, it? No, that- he plays bloody... No, no, no. It's oh. a very Italian name. He's from he's from Italy. He's from he's from Frascadia in Italy. I don't know where that is. It's, uh... <laughs> he's got a brain. He's got his Wikipedia page up. He's he's from Frascadia. He's from. Hang on, no, it's Frascadi. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah, I know it well. Yeah, yeah. That oh, now I know it. Now I know it is. <laughs> he's in central. He's from central uh, Italy. So if you know any names from that region, that'd be helpful. Yeah, Frascati is there, isn't it? <laughs> 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 he's 41 now he started life at the big club Laverno the Serie D giant, Giants I, I, I know what he looks like I can picture him with a middle parting no it looks like on Wikipedia a bit more of a quite a handsome guy don't know like of short hair don't know quite a not, not hard not hard bit of an Italian <laughs> stallion bit of an Italian stallion you might say okay we're not going to get this who is it yeah. it's uh, it's Marco Emilia it's it's who? Marco Amelia. Marco Amelia. <laughs> uh, I do remember <laughs> that name. That I, I had no idea he played for us. He uh I think he just sat I read you the wiki. Um it's actually his, it's basically <laughs> on October the fifteenth, he signed for Premiership Club Chelsea where he was uh adding adding as a backup goalkeeper to Azmir Bekovic and to the so it's when Courtois was injured. And so basically, he was the third goalkeeper. Bit of a Bettinelli that was actually on the bench, if that makes sense. But, you know, not he didn't even know him, sort of thing. It's like asking about Bettinelli in 20 years. You just wouldn't remember, would you? I'll, I'll be impressed. I get some messages actually from people, Chelsea fans, that uh, say they get the quizzes or they, you know, they, they got it before we did or something like that. So I'll be, ap- I'll be absolutely stunned if anyone gets that. But if you I do. Guess, uh, the bench was the hard man Kennedy and the gang. So that was them. So. <laughs> Yeah, terrible season that season, but we still had some legends like Hazard and Costa and Pedro that got us through. So, yeah, and the next season we won the league. So, as Sesquez says, I was, was going to say, if you, if, you, if you do get it, tweet us and let us know that you, yeah, you got yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah, hope you yeah. enjoyed that quiz. The juice was in the bench there. So, the bench was, at, I've looked at the bench and thought, wow, this is a great bench. One of the, one of the most unique benches in Chelsea history. So, yeah, I thought we'd give that a go. So, good. Very good. Thank you Thank very you. much. That's all right. Um, thanks, guys. Um, right. Appreciate your time, as always. And we look forward to uh, trips to the South Coast on Saturday. And that's all we've got time for today. So, regardless of the result, we will be back next week. We know Chelsea are going to win. For more updates on all things ESCR, you can follow us on Twitter, at EatSleepChelsea, and Instagram, at EatSleepChelsea Repeat. As always, we hope you're carefree, wherever you may be, and thanks for listening. <laughs>